And that is the sound of a new episode of Gamers Cafe. I'm open for business for everything that's going on in the gaming world, specifically the PC gaming world. Yes, that one. And uh, happy Friday. We won't talk about the other stuff's going on because that's more politics, but just happy Friday in general. I'm your host, Brett Dicer, so let's get on with it. So Obsidian uh, has teased something new. It could be a new RPG, it could be a new, mostly a new game that they're doing. Uh, people are speculating. The only thing Obsidian tweeted for the actual tweet besides the picture is Obsidian.net. So they want you to go there, if you didn't know. Uh, so people are speculating. They're speculating it could be uh, Pillars of Eternity 2, maybe. It could be a new Fallout game. We don't really know specifically. I mean, it could be Fallout New Orleans since it's in Louisiana. And it's something about the kind of the Project Louisiana that they want to do. It's also part of the leading key, which is a reference to uh, Pillars of Eternity. So we don't really know. So there's a few just very confusing things. It could be both of them. We don't really know, but it could be one of those two. Uh, now, originally there was speculation that there was a new Fallout New Orleans, but that was quickly shut down. But doesn't mean that it's not still there. It could be. Obsidian said, no, it's not happening. And it probably wasn't happening at the time they said it, but it still could be. This is all speculation. It's always fun about games. It's like, ooh, is it coming out or is it not? This is this is the few times that I'll 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 actually um, talk about rumors in this way because it's gaming. It doesn't really hurt too many people's lives unless you get really hyped up. Then I have to go, dude, calm down, or do that. I mean, I don't want to be sexist or anything like that, uh, but uh, it is interesting, and that's why I talk about these types of rumors. If you're wondering. Uh, but yeah, uh, so it looks like Obsidian is making something new, and that's all we really have. If it's Pillar, Pillars of Eternity 2, I'm all for it. If it's a new Fallout, uh, I'm all for it as well. I think they make the better stories than uh, Bethesda. Bethesda makes great open-world games. But to be honest with you, their stories suck. Like, not very good stories. It's kind of very bland stories, mostly bland characters. I mean, great that you can build your own, but be honest with you their stories aren't very good it's just one of those things with them make great open world games that you can do whatever you want story wise i'm kind of like i'd rather just not care about saving the sun i don't care son you can die not really in real life this is just gaming life don't really want anybody to die in real life it's a terrible tragedy i feel like i have to you know cover myself on that one a little bit all right moving on to another alleged rumor that well, Overwatch uh, could could have some new skins coming along the way. In, just in time for Chinese New Year, because Chinese New Year happens later than the Western New Year uh, system, because the Western New, Year's, New Year system was based more on the Roman uh, calendar, and the Chinese one is, well, not more the lunar, I, I think. I could be wrong about that, so you can fact check me and tell me if I'm wrong, and that's fine, because if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, but anyways, there's going to be a few um, a few new skins. One is going to be for Zanetta. Uh, he is going to be uh, the Buddhist monk. Sorry if I completely and utterly butcher this because it's going to happen. 
Zung Zeng or Tang Song Zeng uh, for the English translation, or that's probably wrong. But Winston is also going to be Sun Wukong, uh, which is the Monkey King. And then Roadhog is going to be the pig monster Zhao Bai. Like I said, I'm probably butchering these and they're probably the wrong pronunciation and I apologize if they're completely off. Um, and also Reinhardt's going to be Xiao Wu Xing, which is the sand monster. Um, and so those are supposedly going to be coming January 24th, which is next week. We don't really know because it's always a rumor, but since it's kind of been revealed in China, whoops, um, that's uh, that's what it is. Uh, but like I said, it could be interesting now. It could be specific to China only, which would another, be another interesting um, side of it, but don't really know for sure or not. Uh, so we could have Chinese New Year new skins. I know people that play Overwatch and I play it too. I'm not really, I don't really care as much about skins as more as the gameplay, but a lot of people do and they will eat it up. And there are, some of them are actually kind of cool. Some of them are like, eh, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's what may be going on. Also on Overwatch, uh, Blizzard has decided to, you know, talk about what the PTR, the public test realm or region is all about. And what they said is that they want to, they do listen to players' feedback. Now, I know some of you are like, they didn't listen to mine. Now, they don't listen to every single thing because, I mean, it's a little impossible. But they do listen to your feedback. They do try to make changes as appropriate. But the other reason why the PTR is there is to make sure that the game works really smoothly. Basically, means is that when they do an update for the, everybody, they want to make sure in the PTR that it works really, really well and has the least amount of bugs it can. Because let's be honest, there's going to be no um, completely perfect patch that comes out. We would all love that, but it's not true. They also talked about how they were thinking about doing incentives for playing the PTR, and so they're still thinking about that, but um, I mean, that's not really the point of it. The point of the PTR is to play it and to help them test it out. Now, they do appreciate what you're doing, so that's another thing to look look at as well. Uh, now, you could say, but I want my stuff. I mean, well, I mean, if you don't have to play the PTR if you don't want to. I mean, that's it's not really what it's all about, but I know pe people love incentives, and that's always what they love. Uh, I played every once in a while just to see what's going on with it, and that's my interest in it, mostly. Uh, now, another thing is, is that they did talk about a couple of the heroes, talked to specifically about Sombra, D.Va, and Anna. They said that D.Va was um, tweaked because she was a little underpowered in the beginning, and then they tweaked her again, and their main concern is they don't want her to be everything. Um, they don't want her to be too good at everything, which I completely agree with. No character should be good at everything because then, well, there's no point for other characters. And so they're tweaking her just so um, it brings a balance to the game because she is at times, it seems to me, a little overpowered and it kind of gets annoying. But like I said before, they're tweaking it out, making sure that it works really well. So give it time if you're like, I want it now, now. Also, Anna, they're tweaking because they like what Anna is, but they're also thinking that, I mean, there needs to be a little balance with her because those uh, grenades, those healing or debuff grenades, I guess you could say, depending on if you're on the team or not, um, 
can can heal quite a bit, especially for tanks. So I agree that it should probably be pulled back a little bit. Now these are minor nerfs, they're not huge nerfs for both of them as well. They're also talking about Sombra, and even though that most players haven't figured it, her out to play with her well, what they're thinking about is that Sombra needs to be a um, kind of like one that just goes in the back and like uh, harasses the like kind of the back channel of it and not really a frontline character, more of a support, which they said it could be almost a support defensive player. Um, but that's that's what they're thinking. I kind of agree with that. I mean, I played her a little bit and even you, you can't go toe to toe with, it, with people. Multiple peoples, you cannot do that because you will die really quick. I, I figured that out a few times. But she is good for like going in, throwing her like transporter ability, then going out real quick, and then coming back in and basically harassing and making sure that you are keeping the team on the, on its toes. Uh, so that's probably the best way of playing it. So they're all they're all testing it out. So if you're like, no, why no? Well, now you know. Also, they're talk they did talk about Roadhog. I forgot about that one, but they did talk about Roadhog in a way that is. Um, they want to make sure that he's consistent or his hook is consistent throughout all the games. And so it's not like your Roadhog's pulling somebody through a wall or through a door, making it a little bit more fair for other players as well. Um, so I understand that. I played, I played Roadhog. I think Roadhog is a fun character, but there are times where I'm like, I probably shouldn't have been able to hook that person. That's a little unrealistic. Um, so I do agree with um, like balancing him out where... The hook is consistent all around, or mostly consistent, because let's be honest, it's going to be a few patches. Now, they're still testing this out, so we aren't really going to know until later on when this will actually happen. So they're all they're still testing. They're still um, figuring out. So don't worry. There's no update about it yet. Um, the last thing, so they did talk about the PTR, but what I want to go back in was, I almost forgot, is that People have been asking for consoles, why don't I have a PTR on a console? And their response, actually I thought it was pretty good, saying like, look, it's not it's not ours. We, we don't have control over it. At least for PC, we own it through Battle.net. And if we mess it up, we fully will take care of it with Xbox and PlayStation. They own it, so we can't, we don't really have full control of it. So we don't really want to mess it up because it's their system. So we want to abide by their rules. Plus with all the certification process, it does kind of not really make sense through it at all. If they could, they would, basically is what they said. So I thought that was, a, this. the video was basically a very pragmatic video about what's going on, basically. I, I actually liked it. I mean, I like how they actually talked about it and said, like, what's the point of it? And this is why we do it type of a thing. Um, but yeah, that, that's how it is. Now, if you're still upset about it, well, I mean, I really can't help you. I don't own the game. I don't. I don't make changes on the game. I just play the game. Sometimes badly. Not as bad as Rainbow Six Siege. I apparently am not that good at that game. Good at Battlefield 1. Not that one. Anyways, moving on to The Division. That's right. The Division is going to have uh, its update 1.6 come out. And The Last Stand number 3 DLC. Uh, now 1.6 is going to make the Dark Zone even bigger. So if you are kind of wanting more of a challenge on uh, the Division, this is one for you. It's going to have Dark Zones uh, 7, 8, and 9, and these are going to be even worse than the other ones. 
789 is going to be pretty bad. More high-level uh, characters, more characters are going to use more advanced tactics, as they said. Um, and the player count's not going to be upped either, which is another good thing. Uh, so this could be an interesting little, little tidbit for it as well. Um, there are also going to be changes to more of the legendary gear um, and more opportunities for PvE combat, which is good because in the beginning of the game it was kind of hard to, you know, find PvE combat. I did play the Dark Zone in the beginning, stopped playing it because I was just always alone. And it's not really fun when you're all alone because then you really have to, like, watch those people. It's like, uh, what are you doing? Get away. And if you have groups, you just you just run. You just run like crazy. Keep on running. Maybe drop like a, one of those little like uh, mind balls. Um, and then just keep on running. And then keep on going. You just never stop on that. Uh, I mean, I think about level 42. I mean, there's last time I know it was like only like 50 levels. So I'm not that f far behind the highest level. It's just, I just had no point to go to it anymore. It's just kind of boring. Um, I have recently got back into it because I've, well, I finally got back into my Uplay account. Yay! Um, so I'll play a little bit more. It's not a bad game. It's just it's just one of those games you play on occasion after you beat the single player game. For me, at least. If you have more friends, then you can play a little bit more often because you have more people. You can mess around with them. That's all that other fun stuff. But yes, um, so if you are wanting more of an up, up the ante type of a thing, this is for you. Especially since the last man battalion is going to be have a little bit more advanced tactics, and the good thing is that they're not going to up their armor and health count like they usually did before to make the bosses or the enemies harder. And I put those in air quotes because that's the most annoying thing about the division is that they made the enemies harder by making them have more health and armor, and it's like okay, you just made it kind of arbitrarily harder. You just kind of just made of bullet sponges, which is kind of annoying. Actually, not kind of. It is annoying. I don't really like that. But if it's going to be this way, I kind of like the way it's doing it, is making it a little bit more advanced tactics, making you move a little bit more, and hopefully not spamming, grenading like the other ones. That was my biggest problem. The bullet sponges and the spam of grenades that would happen when the overflow of characters and one of the characters was like grenade specialist, and they just keep on throwing them. And then you have like five grenades coming at you, and you're like, I can't win this one. Why? Why would you do this to me? Uh, but yeah, so you want to check it out? Put check it out on the public test servers. If you want to, if you not, just wait for it. Also, to get into The Last Stand and what it's all about for the DLC, it's going to be an 8v8 competitive mode with enemy mobs. That's right. It's going to be still in the dark zone, but it's going to be a little bit more contained. And you're going to have a 20-minute time period. And whoever has the most points wins that. Uh, so it's going to be a very interesting uh, mode, especially for those that kind of love team play and love to play with their friends. Um, so the enemy mobs, what's going to be is that when you kill them, they drop uh, like points. And what these points can do is either it's called SHD tech is what, is, is what it's actually called. And then what this does, is it will give you either tactical boots, boosts or fortifications, like um, being able to hack things a lot. Uh, faster or turrets to make it a little bit more harder for the enemy team to take control of it and so it is basically like a dark zone type area or it's in the dark zone but without the negativity of losing a rank or the side effects of that 
because that's what happened in the Dark Zone. If you died by somebody or even the PvE, you would lose rank, and that got kind of annoying after a while. I got killed a few times. I'm like, oh, fine. You go rogue. You steal my stuff. I hate you type of a thing. And then I stopped playing it because I just got tired of it. I mean, they brought back some few things that made it where I don't have to go to the Dark Zone to actually play if I want to. And they also made world tiers, which they've upped some of the world tiers as well, which is another great thing. So if you're looking to get back to the, the division, I think it's a great time right now because it has so much, has a lot more content, a lot more things for you to do now than did before. Even if you don't get all the DLC, which I don't have any of the DLC, mind you. So I just have the base game and there's still enough to do. I mean, you're not going to play for hours on end, but you're going to you can play it for a couple hours and still have fun with it as well, and still rank up your gear because you now your gear has a rank, which I think in the previous updates did. So there's a lot of good things coming out for that. So I talked a couple weeks ago about Steam clients beta having um, adding Xbox controller configuration and all this other fun stuff. Now it's finally pushed out live. And so what now you can do is you can use your Xbox One controller or your Xbox 360 controller and configure it that way. So if you love the Xbox controllers, they're pretty good controllers, just like the PS uh, con or PlayStation controllers. This is your time to get it. I still recommend the Steam controller, but if you don't want to buy it, I completely understand that. So I would check it out. And if you have a Xbox One controller or Xbox 360 controller, I would definitely use it. They're really good controllers. Um, especially if you already have one of those consoles, why not use it for your PC as well? You don't have to buy another controller, even better. Just make sure you have an, if you have an older Xbox One controller without Bluetooth, just make sure you, you have the adapter for it or use the USB because it won't work without it. All right, there's some news for Conan Exiles. Yes, the new uh, game for Conan, where it's gonna be more about survival-based game than it was in the MMO because they just didn't do that anymore. It, has, it wasn't really that successful. Now it's all gonna be about survival. And so what it is that they talked about a little bit more about what's going on with it. Um, so you can build bases, obviously. You can um, recruit people by embarrassing them and tying a rope and, and dragging them to the desert. So you can recruit them that way. You can also use avatars, which are ginormous monsters that you can control in the game and, uh, you know, bash a complete city if you really want to. Um, I I don't know. So these types of survival games, I mean, they're fun for a while for me, but I just kind of get bored of them because I just don't really don't want to build it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I got some wood, I got a house. And then I stop for a few months, my house is gone, I've died like five times. I'm like, well, there's that. I'm done. Um, I played a few, I played Rust, I played DayZ for a couple of times. I just never go back into it. I don't know, I just, not my cup of tea, I guess, but I'm not saying it, it wouldn't be fun. It probably is a very fun game. Um, so that's one of the updates. The other one is that it will have full mod support at launch. Um, so it'll be you'll be allowed to use it in the Steam uh, Workshop as well. So that's a good thing. I mean, I'm in full support of almost every game having mod support. Why? Because it makes it interesting. Plus, a lot of modders actually help the developers by you know fixing bugs that they either miss, um, which usually happens a lot of times. 
We'll also have ability to uh, rent out a server uh, so you can change the day and time cycle. You can change if you want to have beasts or avatars or not. You can change a whole bunch of things. You could also make it PvP or not if you don't really want to do that because I can understand if you don't really want to do that because there have been reports on every one of these that, well, there's hackers and those aren't very, it's never fun to play with them because they just cheat and it's like you're cheating and it kind of sucks for me and why would I want to play with you? Because you're just cheating? Great, you beat the game by by cheating. Cheaters. Hackers. Uh, so yeah, that's it. It's supposed to come out um, relatively soon. Actually, the end of this month is supposed to come out. Excuse me. January 31st. Uh, it's supposed to come out, so check it out if you want to. Now, for another new game that's coming out in March, it's called Strafe. And I'm actually kind of excited for this one. It's kind of, uh, it's an old school, fast paced first person shooter that's very pixelated. Basically harking back to 1996. Um, it looks really fun, fast, and just enjoyable. Lots of gore, a ton of gore. Um, and just like rocket jumping. It looks like you could plasma pistol your way up, which is another interesting thing. Um, but it just looks very fun, flash fluid, kind of like harkening back to the Duke Nukem, the Rise of the Triad, the Doom era, the Quake era as well. Those types of games, it's kind of like it's, it's spiritual successor. I know Doom, the new one, kind of brought back a little bit of it, but this, uh, this just puts it like in full force. Uh, so if you're looking for that game, it comes out March 28th. Uh, so you got a couple months there to wait and... I think you should check it out. It's a very fun game. I'll put the uh, Strafe video in the show notes if you actually want to check it out before. All right, last week I talked about, uh, you know, the whole ZeniMax and uh, Oculus trial. Well, it looks like Palmer Lucky has testified or took the stand. Looks like uh, yesterday, and it, yeah. Let's just say this, it wasn't very nice. It wasn't very cordial. It wasn't, oh, how are you doing? How's, how's your family going? Uh, it was more of a, um, yeah, you you broke NDAs, you broke this, you broke that. Just not really, yeah. It's unfortunate because it's going to be he said, she said type of a thing, and it's going to be all about um, what... Uh, it's going to be attacking Palmer Lucky's like aptitude and if he can actually if he actually was able to build a VR system without uh, John Carmack's um, expertise and also without ZeniMax um, uh, technology. Uh, so that's another thing that well, it's going to be interesting to see what actually is going to happen about this and it actually is. It, it doesn't even look like it's going to be a win-win for any one of these companies. It looks like it's going to be damaging for both of them. Uh, I mean, ZeniMax is going to have to prove uh, that they used, that they stole tech and used it to help them and that the NDAs were valid for them. And Oculus is going to have to prove that Paul Merlucky didn't actually need John Carmack, but he was an asset, but they could still build it without him type of a thing. So it's going to be ugly. It's not going to be good. Um... I guess I wish the best of luck for both of them, but seriously, I'm a little concerned about all this. I mean, it just it just sounds bad for both parties, and I don't think anybody's going to win from this whatsoever. Not at all. It's going to be a sad, sad time. 
All right, moving on to uh, Kulth, I Like I said, I'm terrible with names, so if I butcher it, I butcher it. But yes, they have a new trailer that kind of, well, it's scary. Uh, it's an interesting game. It's kind of like a, th a thriller, horror-type detective game, and it kind of makes you go insane, or crazily insane. Uh, but from what I've seen, it looks all great. It looks all interesting. It has kind of this, like, do you trust the dark? Do you trust the light? Do you trust even what your eyes see? And all this has looks like overtones of the occult, murders, all the things that a really great suspense horror game has um, without the jump scares and all the other fun stuff. But actually suspense, because suspense is the best type of way of scaring people. Like, you don't know what's coming around that corner and it could be nothing, but your mind plays tricks on you and you think about it and you're like, why? Why does it do this? So I'm kind of excited to see where it actually goes and if it actually will be any good. Um, but they haven't really announced when it's coming out, so it's it may come out this year, may come out next year. We really don't know. We're moving on to For Honor. Yes, the uh, Vikings meet Samurai meet Knight game. That looks interesting. Um, may or may not. I'm not sure. It comes out next month, actually. Uh, so it's, it comes out pretty soon. Uh, so what it has is that they announced two new characters for it, the Valkyrie and the Lawbringer. And the Valkyrie looks like a light attack Viking character that uses shield and spear for the attack. So it could be a very interesting character um, because the Vikings have too many light classes. And then uh, Lawbringer brings another heavy class to the Knights. Now the Knights just seem to be a very heavy class anyways except for maybe the uh, mace guy he was a little bit lighter but he seemed more medium class i played a couple of the alphas betas i don't forget which one they called it um but this one um this one is uh looks looks very interesting it looks a little bit more diverse than what i played what i played was just the traditional uh medium to heavy with with well two characters for each side type of a thing now it's three characters for each side which i think is a little bit better because it brings a little bit more of uh well complexity to the game and choosing which one is best suited for which um which game is probably the biggest thing so it could actually be good it could actually not be good but um yeah so you will see what actually happens with the lawbringer looks like a very heavy uh heavy class heavier class than the two-handed sword one um and kind of uses a pull axe um so you can stabby stabby or cut uh two uh and then the valkyrie looks like a very light scout will go in and go out um take you with very swift attacks type of a thing so like i said it could be actually really really fun i'd be pleasantly surprised all right so Gabe Newell, who is the head of Valve and Steam, if you don't know what Valve is, they own Steam, um, had an AMA a couple days ago. And this is where players and gamers talked to him about different things. And he, and he was asked about new games coming out. And he said, yes, there are some new games coming out. And he said, it's not necessarily Halo. Or Halo, that's the wrong property. Half-Life. I'll start with the H and an A. Uh, but it didn't necessarily start, it wasn't going to be Half-Life 3. And he said the 3 can, should never be mentioned, ha ha ha. 
of a joke. Um, and he said that it could actually be other stories within the Half-Life universe, which I would still be uh, in favor of that as well. Um, he went into that saying it could be multiple of other ones they could explore on the Portal uh, series or the Half-Life series as well, or even new properties that we don't even know about. So there's that as well. They also talked about the Source 2 engine and getting everybody to actually code on that engine because the Dota 2 is on a different engine than that one. And we could actually see Team Fortress 2 being on that engine and Counter-Strike Go moving over to the Source 2 engine as well. Um, now, he was asked about Left 4 Dead because it's another fun game. And he said, of course, if people are interested in the technology and the universe, they would definitely explore that as well. So we don't really know what's going on or what game's coming out. But yes, the single player experience is coming out and they're exploring games with that we won't know about until they actually announce it. But I'm glad they're actually going to be making games. So this, <laughs> that's the biggest takeaway here. They're going to be making a game. We don't know what, but they will be making a game. And that's it. Um, they will be designing games specifically for VR or virtual reality as well, especially with the quote-unquote knuckle controllers, which is kind of a prototype uh, from last December, last October, excuse me, as well. So... There is that, um, so that's all we know from Valve. Valve is usually very tight-lived about a lot of different things, but it's good to actually know that they actually are going to make more games because they make really good games for the most part. I mean, they haven't really made any bad games. Portal 1 and 2, great games. Half-Life, I mean, I'll bet from just leaving us on a cliffhanger, great games. Um, Left 4 Dead, other great games. So it should be interesting to see what's going to happen with all that. All right, moving on to another sniper game. So there's Sniper Elite series, and you have the Sniper Ghost Warrior series. Well, the Sniper Ghost Warrior series is having an open beta uh, next month. So if you kind of want to check it out and see what it's all about, you can sign up for it if you love those types of games. I kind of signed up for it because I like to try them out. I'm not necessarily saying I'm going to be actually getting this game, but eh, there's no harm in checking it out. Um, like I said, it's a sniper game. It's one of those where supposedly you're supposed to be an elite sniper and you take your shots the best you can. Um, now, the difference between this one and Sniper Elite is that there's no slow motion. Look, it did all this damage inside the person type of a thing. Um, also, it's not in World War II. This is in modern times, so there's that type of difference. Uh, from what I've seen from Sniper Ghost Warrior, it's a little bit more open, or it's basically an open world type format instead of Sniper Elite. Even with the newest one coming out, it's still very close. It's just bigger areas this time, um, so you have that as well. But like I said, you can check it out. Also, um, Ghost Recon, which is not the same as this one, also is having uh, a sign up for betas as well, so I would go over and check that out as well. Um, Ghost Recon looks very interesting. That's another open-world type game. Uh, I have not had a chance to actually play it, but I'm excited for it because it is coming out in March. Um, same time as Mass Effect as well and Stra Strafe. Hmm, three games. Uh, but yeah, if you want to check those out, I would highly recommend that you sign up for it and see if you actually like them or not. If you don't, well, you wasted no money if you got into the beta. If you didn't, well, it is what it is. All right, so... Uh, there's a little bit more information about Mass Effect Andromeda. The crafting is going to be 
a little different from Dragon Age Inquisition. And so you can create a Krogan style hammer. Uh, there's going to be different type of melee slots, weapon slots as well. So it's going to be a little bit more melee inside Mass Effect, which is another great thing because the Mass Effect series kind of had the Omni tool as your, or the Omni blade, I should say, as your only melee weapon. It was only really fully fledged out in three, but it was only mostly used in the multiplayer um, fashion. I mean, you could use it in single player, but it was it was heavily used in the multiplayer when I did play it as well. So there's that as well. I'm really excited for what's going to happen with um, Mass Effect Andromeda. It's, it's going to be the one I'm going to be reviewing in March. Also, they said that you can also upgrade the Omni Blade, so that's another cool thing as well. Um, so you have different options for that, but the 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 Krogan hammer, yeah, I would totally build that just to see how big and ginormous it could be and if it could actually wield it and what it's all going to be about as well. Um, but yeah, it should be interesting to see what's going to happen with Mass Effect, especially with what's going on with it. Um, if it's going to be more, way more open world than Dragon Ages, and I'm not expecting which are three open world, but I'm expecting a more open world type experience. Um, we should see how well it will turn out and if they actually fix the facial animations that people complained about too because that's what they, we're working on it and it's like oh okay that's cool all right are you kind of not playing XCOM 2 anymore well you should probably you know reload it because long war 2 mod is finally here it's finally been launched it's been released and it does change quite a bit of it um it changes the way um you get extracted. No, it takes longer for extractions. Also, enemies are in, are different types of forms, so the Advent Soldiers aren't just two forms. There's going to be several types of variants with different types of tactics as well. Um, also, um, instead of about eight, six to eight uh, players, you can have about ten at one time. So that's going to be interesting too. Uh, the other thing, the other thing is there's going to be different weapons. Um, also, you can go with a very uh, smaller squad, but more experienced squad, because the more experienced, especially in these, this mod, uh, the better they are as well. Um, so there's that too. Uh, so you can do that too. And you can do different types of infiltration where if it actually is successful, you'll have a weaker force, which is another interesting play at it. But this is more focused on guerrilla warfare because XCOM 2 was all about the guerrilla warfare. So you have that. So if you're looking to actually replay and have a little bit more of a challenging experience, I would recommend Long War 2 uh, just to, you know, have a little bit, a little bit harder of a time. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, also the dearth of the roster is not as hurtful. So if you lose somebody, it's not like, oh, that's going to hurt. Um, you have a lot, a lot bigger roster. So it's another great thing as well. Like I said, I'm excited for this because Long War in the, last XCOM game was really good, really uh, nuanced and difficult as well. <laughs> Those first couple missions, I'm like, just shoot the guy. Why can't you shoot him? He's right in front of you. He's five feet away from you. And you miss him? Come on. And then died and was like, ah, that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt bad. But uh, yeah, I'm, I downloaded it. Uh, I checked out just different types of forms, what people are saying, and there's it seems like there's some bugs to it, um, but for the most part, it's actually pretty good. Um, so I'm excited to play a little bit more and see what it's all about. Now, 
DICE has finally kind of revealed what the DLC is going to, a little bit about what the DLC is going to be about. There's going to be more information tomorrow, but it's going to be They Shall Not Pass. There's a video about it, and it's kind of this um, basically fire, and then we get this like little image of this really big tank, and then maybe possibly a new elite class. So it looks like it's going to be France. It's going to be uh, French units. Uh, but even a bigger behemoth style or even bigger tanks um, would be extremely interesting uh, to play against and a lot harder to kill. I mean, those tanks in general right now are extremely difficult to kill. Uh, but, I mean, tanks even bigger than that, uh, like uh, heavy tanks, I guess it would be the proper term, even worse. Um, so... Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, it looks like the Battle of Verdun is going to be part of it as well. So we might see a little bit more trench warfare. Um, some people complain that they want a little bit more of that. I don't want full trench warfare because the problem with trench warfare is that you just stand in your trenches and you just snipe. It's great for scouts, but it's kind of boring after a while. But I'm excited to see what the, it's going to be all about and if it's actually going to be pretty good. Now, if you're looking to actually get the DLC, it's each one of them is going to be $15.00. Or it's doing about 50 bucks for the season pass. So there's that as well. So you're basically, unfortunately, going to be paying two games. But if you really, really love Battlefield 1, that's then it's a price you, more, you either have to be willing to pay or you can just wait for a while for all of them to actually come uh, on sale, which does ha actually happen once the um, support is kind of winding down. Uh, but yeah, it looks very interesting. I'm kind of excited to see what's going to, what's going to go on with that. Now, uh, Halo War 2's uh, beta has finally come out on the Windows Store, so you can download it now. Now, I played a few rounds of it. It's interesting. I'm, I don't know if I'm torn. I kind, I kind of like it, and I kind of don't. I kind of, it's, it's kind of like a light version of strategy. It's not very intense. If you're looking for a 4K version, this is not for it. For you, it does have um, similarities with Command & Conquer, which is actually not a bad thing because I love the Command & Conquer series. Just on the Blitz side of it, because it's the only mission or the only mode you can play, it, there's very little resources. I mean, there is some resources, but you have to fight it out to everything. So there's very little resources to actually get. But like I said, the Blitz, um, interesting. It's all card-based, so you pick a card and new cards revolve around, so you can do... Uh, for the more Terrans or humans, ODST, um, Hammer, I think it's called the Hammer Tank, but Tank, um, Warthog, other ones uh, is available for you as well. And you have the Covenant, and there are different types of units too. And so you can play either one. Um, and then you can, uh, the round is basically there's three points in the middle. Um, the person, the team or the, p the person that has the most points will start gathering points. If you both have one point each, you won't gather anyone. And so the person, I think it's the most of the 200 it is, wins. Um, and you can battle it out as much as you want or as little as you want. Um, if you just kind of want to fight over one or you want to try to, you know, do a strategy where you go back to A and steal that. That's strategy as well. But like I said... Um, it's all about strategy and figuring out how to outmaneuver and maybe even harass, uh, harass your enemy. Uh, if that's, if that's a game for you. Now, if you don't really want to do that, then I wouldn't recommend it and do, um, 
Age of Singularity is another good one. Stellaris, uh, Stel I don't know if I said that right, is another fun one. Especially Stellaris, you can actually you know do a Star Wars mod or um, Sons of the Solar Empire Rebellion, which also has a Star Wars mod as well. You have plenty of options for that. Uh, but if you want more of a light and you love the Halo series, I would check it out and play it for a little bit. It's a beta, so you're not it's not split, it's not costing anything. So check it out. But my thing is. Eh, for right now, I'll play it a little bit more, see if it's actually a little bit better. If it is, then I'll share a little bit with you about it next week uh, when I have a little bit more playtime with that. Now moving on to games that you should check out for deals this week. So Mass Effect and Drama, which isn't out yet, is on sale for pre-purchase at Green Man Gaming for 20% off. Pretty good deal. I mean, instead of 60 bucks, it's uh, 47 It's not a bad deal. Road, to Re uh, Road Redemption... Uh, is also on sale for under $15. Uh, I Am Brad's on sale for 3 bucks, Not a bad price. For Honor is also 20% off too, so if you're looking to actually pre-purchase it and not spend a lot of money, Greenman Gaming is there for you as well. We also have um, a whole bunch of sales for uh, GOG 2. So we have GOG is Age of Singularity, which we talked about a little bit before. Uh, we also have... Um, Galactic Civilization is on sale. Off-World Trading Company, which is another great one, is on sale as well. So check that out. And then for Steam, we have a weekend deal for Killing Floor 2, which includes the Tropical ba uh, Bash content pack. Uh, Killing Floor 2 is a pretty good good game. We also have Zombie Army Trilogy, which is a Sniper Elite. Uh, Planet Coaster is on sale, 15% off. And you also have Endless Grandmaster Collection, so Endless Space... Uh, as part of that deal as well. Um, so I would check those out too. Um, they look interesting. I like uh, Killing Floor 2 is good in some ways, not good in all ways, but it's it's pretty good shooter if you just want to really kill zombies for that. And that is the end of Gamers Cafe. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, uh, be sure to subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Tune in and others as well. Also, follow Digital Coffee on social media on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, player.me, uh, Anchor Radio. Uh, and those are probably the main ones, <laughs> anyways. Um, also, uh, be, if you like these podcasts, be sure to uh, support me by either uh, supporting me on Patreon or Podbean. Also, I have a lot of great coffee mugs, t-shirts, and a hoodie on my Digital Coffee podcast store, so check those out as well. And join me on Monday morning when I go through marketing and morning marketing. All right, guys, have a good weekend, and keep on gaming. Later. Later.